recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge high atop the Ty Shorter building in beautiful Midtown Portsmouth, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, the brain that wouldn't die. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. Yes, the brain that wouldn't die. About time we got around to that one. Everybody else has uh, talked about it or shown it at one point <laughs> or another. Well, we watched it a long time ago, and we talked about doing this, but we never did. And yeah. Here we are, finally. Yeah. And Well, before we get into that, though, we're back uh, after a bit of a hiatus here, and everything that's going on with Monster Fest, we just uh, got done with a couple weeks ago, and various seasonal illnesses. <laughs> which you are still recovering from. Which I'm still trying to get over a science cold, so if I sign a little funny here. But Monster Fest was a blast. Yeah, we had a great time. It Big was attendance. Huge for us. I mean, you know, yeah. one day mini con at a library and we had over 2,500 people. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Everybody had a good time, got to see some old friends, uh, you know. Yep. We raised almost $1,000 for Relay for Life. Yeah, is, American Cancer Society. So yeah. that was really cool. And Yeah, it was great. It was a good time. Indeed. Took a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of our time to get it together, but uh, it was a blast. And yeah. it's always worth it. But that and some other stuff has put us behind, but now hopefully we're back on track and maybe we'll, maybe we'll throw an extra one in if we have the time. <laughs> yes. Well, I've been working a lot of extra hours, so that puts a damper on the editing process. So Indeed. even if Rob gets to record or even if he gets to record by himself, I don't get to edit it. We'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do. But tonight, oh, the brain of wind. Like I said, er just about every horror host out there has shown this at one time or another. MST3K has shown it. Everybody knows about this movie, whether they've seen it or not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been a long time since I watched it when we watched it the other night to talk about it for this. Yeah. And there's a little more going on in it than I remember. Well, you know, know it's weird because I remember watching it years ago and I remember really liking it. And then yeah. when we watched it, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was, I, I don't remember when we watched it recently until today. I liked it okay. But I didn't like it as much as I thought I liked it. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, yeah. not that I didn't like it. I just remember that I really liked it. And then now I didn't like it as much as I did then. So <laughs> I don't know what changed. Well, you know, it, it the way it's shot to me, and I was noticing this. Well, it, okay, it is a, it's a low-budget independent company picture. Sure. And it shows sparse sets. Sometimes the lighting is pretty good. Sometimes it's not. Right. Sound quality was pretty good on the DVD mm -hmm. that we watched. Yeah. We have the uh, Synapse Films release that was in 2002, maybe it came out, something like that. But it it's a good quality copy. Yeah. Very good yeah. quality. There's I don't a, think we had any closed captions on and I still managed to hear it okay. Yeah, the sound was good. Picture was, was nice and crisp. Uh, there is a Blu-ray release out that I'd like to get. Okay. It's on my list. <laughs> but... There are a couple different versions out there of this movie. This is the supposedly the uncut version. It's 85 minutes long. There's a international cut, which is also listed as an uncut version that's 82 minutes long. Supposedly, the uncut version is supposed to have a little more gore to it, and the stripper cat fight is supposed to be longer. Now, I haven't watched both of these versions. Now, I haven't seen the the standard version. So I don't know how short the stripper fight is in that. Okay. But it's not very long in the uncut version. I mean, it's no, less than a minute really long. <laughs> right. yeah. 
But the international cut, the interesting thing about that is there's a scene in the movie where, oh, well, let's, maybe we should go over the plot first. Okay. We should probably do that. Well, why don't we start with who's in it? Uh, John Ivers is probably the only name in it that I can recall. Okay. And he's done tons of TV over the years, movie spots here and there. Um, I think he played an, an army general or something in uh, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, maybe. He's been a little bit of everything. So I can't use him. So that blows the game at the end. Yeah. <laughs> we'll forgo the game this time <laughs> anyway. Because really, there's nobody else in this, I don't think, uh, name-wise, to draw from. I don't think... No significant director, producer, nothing? Not that I can recall. John Ivers was the only one. Okay. And he was a direct link, so... Yeah. There goes the game, folks. Yeah. So we'll come back to the game next time. So this doctor, apparently for, for weeks, not years or months, but for weeks he's been working on process to reattach and transplant limbs he's which, such a patient doctor yeah which at the time this film came out it was filmed in uh 59 mm-hmm. but it wasn't released until 62 due to censorship issues that wasn't a thing yet right so this was science fiction and uh, i'm making air quotes like anybody listening can see that it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> ridiculous <laughs> so <laughs> Things you do out of habit, you know? I appreciate the air quotes, Rob. Okay, this is just for you. (laughs) It's just for me. (laughs) So, at the beginning of the film, he's working. His father's also a surgeon. They're working on this guy and whatever his ailment is. He's dying, or he's going to die. And And he actually does die. He does die, and the the son, doctor, says, well, let me try my technique on him. And uh, they argue a little bit, and finally the other elder doctor says, go ahead. And he ends up saving the guy's life. He injects him with some serum he's come up with. Right. They massage the heart and he works on the brain or something, which I don't know what that had to do with transplanting stuff. No idea. It's funny because it's so uneven, this, the attitude for the father, doctor, at yeah. the beginning. Because first he's totally against him, berating, you know, and chastising him. Then he's like, well, you did a good job and I'm proud of you. And then he's chastising him again. It's just, it's really weird. Yeah, it is strange. He's he's proud of him for successfully doing this this. uh experimental thing but then he's completely against him doing these experiments because he's experimenting on human transplant parts from i guess the morgue or whatever it's, yeah. it's very weird anyway it doesn't matter that's but then his fiance comes in mm-hmm. who i guess is a nurse there also yes and wow <laughs> for this yeah. for this era she's quite racy she she she's a, a bit of a free spirit indeed a bit of a slut actually i <laughs> Are you slut shaming, Rob? No, I'm admiring. Indeed, I'm slut admiring. Slut admiring. I would never slam a slut. Are you kidding me? Can you not talk slam a slut? Slam a slut. <laughs> I've been sick. But no, the the dialogue through here is like she's quite forward and quite saucy, and talking that way in front of his dad. It, oh, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, it is really. Funny. You know, you're not she expecting says, it. She says at one point. Well, I can assure you, your grandchildren would not be test tube babies. Yeah. <laughs> She's about ready to jump on him right there yeah. in front of him. You know, and, and then the doctor says something about them. I guess he's talking about them flirting. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like that's what he says. Yeah. And then she says something about being married. He says, well, when you two get married, it won't be as much fun to watch. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a weird little piece of dialogue there. I, I was quite amazed yeah. for the... For she's, the time that they let that and go. And she did even say something about jumping him right there almost. Yeah. Um, she was she was pretty much begging him to 
to get married right away because she didn't want to wait anymore. And yeah, yeah, to yeah have it, him. Was, it was quite interesting. Yeah. Bill, I want to get married. I can't stand not having you. You've been wonderful. I'd rather be a bride. Then a nurse comes in and interrupts him, another nurse, and gives him a message from somebody. And she plays into the story in just a minute. So they ta- they have to go to his country estate or whatever their cabin in the woods type thing, which is a mansion. Yeah. And that's where his secret lab is. Yes. And But on the way, they get in a car wreck, a hilarious car wreck. And <laughs> <laughs> he gets thrown funny. from the car and... Apparently the car rolls past him down the hill somehow because he's thrown and rolls. He rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls. And when he stops, he looks down the hill like the car went, you know, he didn't get thrown away from the car. He got thrown and the car kept on going or something. Yeah. Well, and I mean, then he runs. That's but, possible. Yeah, but then he runs to the car and there's a hand sticking up in the window and it slides down. And it was a dude's hand. It wasn't his, his fiance's hand. Right. But he throws his coat in the burning car, and then he he looks like he wraps something up, and he pulls it out. And he's not, like, totally freaking out or anything. No. Yeah, maybe he's in shock. I'll give him that. uh, Yeah, yeah, but he's very nonchalant. But he took her head. Her head got severed in the car accident. So his his thought is not, oh, no. His thought is, let me grab that head. (laughs) And he runs. Apparently, they were real close, too, to the mansion because he runs through the woods and gets to the mansion holding this head in his coat yes. that's not bleeding a whole lot this is the cleanest movie I've ever seen the <laughs> surgery at the beginning anywhere. the surgery at the beginning the doctors there's no blood on their gloves and they're cut open a chest and, and massaging a heart yeah. there's no blood in their gowns they are the tidiest neatest doctors I've ever seen <laughs> in my life and this guy you know he's got this head, severed head in his coat there's no blood anywhere maybe it was cauterized because of the Car on fire. Yeah. Right. That's what happened. So they <laughs> so they get back to the mansion and he immediately gets his his assistant and they fix up the head in this in this pan, this little tray with some liquid and some tubes and chemicals and this in this chemistry set lab thing on top of a piece of plywood table. Yes. And then the plywood is on top of two stools. Yeah, or four stools. Oh, four yeah. stools, sorry. Yeah, it's got to have balance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, it could have made it on two, but four is better. So his his plan is he's going to find her a body and transplant her head onto the body with his special serum that he's injected into these tubes. It's keeping her alive for, a, for like 48 hours. Yes. And we, we learned that apparently this special serum is supposed to help the body from to keep it from rejecting the transplant. Yeah. It's his special serum that will keep the body from rejecting transplants. That's the only way this works. Yeah. Which he's, he's over the last few weeks, apparently, mm-hmm. he's tried and failed, and now he's succeeding. Because his assistant, he's transplanted his arm at least two or three times. Yes. And each time it's withered and not taken. And then in the closet or the other room, they have this giant six-foot, seven-foot guy it's mutant, like a Frankenstein mis- monster Yeah, misshapen, pointy-head, googly-eyed monster. God knows what they did to him. No idea. But well, he's we one know of the mistakes. That it's, we know that it's got body parts from the morgue that he's stolen. Yeah. But that's all we know. Big, tall body parts. going on down there. Yeah. yeah. So he's got a monster in the closet. 
So that's the basic plot. The, the rest of it is him trying to find a suitable candidate yes. for the body. And none of this science makes any sense no, at all, no. but we're just going with yeah, it. Yeah, because, okay, she's a head in a pan, but she talks. And breathes. Yeah, there's no lungs to bring air in and out. Yep. There's no vocal cords because it's cut right at the neck. <laughs> so even if she had the vocal cords, the air, there's no to push the air in and out to make them work so she could speak, uh, just go with it. You're, you're just, yeah. yeah, it's just, just like, happening. Shh, let it happen. It's that serum. It's magic. Let's all magic this stuff serum. happen. That's magic right. Magic serum. So through the course of this, he goes to uh, a strip club. Yes. And starts to put the make on this one girl to try to get her back. And then another girl comes in and he leaves. They end up having a cat fight, which is supposed to be in this cut longer than the cuts you'd see on TV and stuff. And it it's not even long it's anyway. not even 30 seconds long. So I don't know how much shorter it could have been. You know, yeah. there's nothing to it. Right. <laughs> you know? Although it was funny because as as he's oh, leaving yeah. and uh, the girls start to to fight. It cuts away from them the to camera, this picture the camera of a cat. pans up the wall to a couple pictures of cats. Yeah, and cat you hear, fight. Yeah, and you hear this. Yeah, <laughs> meow. Lousy tramp. Once in a blue moon, I walked into a guy with class, and you messed it up. Eh? What makes you think you had it? It wouldn't have you on a bet. Says who? Says me. What's a guy like that want with leftovers for? Leftovers. Why, you cheap third stripper. Let's go. Meow. A, vo- a dub over is hilarious. It was funny. Now, while this is all going on, too, Jan in the pan is what people call the head. Because oh, her name I was Jan. I know that. I like yeah. it. She has discovered she can communicate by talking, apparently. <laughs> and I they, guess I guess it's supposed to be mentally. To, yeah, they but try she to has give to you the it. idea that there's some kind of mental telepathy yeah. going on, but she's talking she's the just whole talking. time. She's talking to the thing in the closet. She has power to make him do whatever she wants to do. She's discovered that. Yes. By talking to him. I guess she just tells him to do it and he yeah. does. You're powerless. Show you how powerless I am. You Behind that door. Let me know if you hear me. So he's under her power and stuff goes on. And he goes, he gets thwarted trying to find the right girl each time. Something happens, it gets it and like, you know, cock blocks him from yeah. getting the girl. So the the second, but you know, all of these girls though are like horny as hell. (laughs) You know, they are. Yeah, I mean, the stripper's like really coming on to him and is is trying to beg him to stay. Like, oh, I'll make it up to you if you come back. And yes, and these women have definitely uh, embraced their sexuality. Yeah, for for this time, it's it's kind of like whoa, you know. Yeah, this is like leave it to Beaver era. You know, (laughs) then he meets this girl on the street that he knew from somewhere, and she's going to some bikini model competition or, or. Something like that. Yeah. So he's like, well, I'll go with you. Oh, well, first got to go by my house. Do you mind? She's like, no. But then a friend of hers comes up and says, and invites herself along. Yeah, says, hey, I'll go with you. He's like, well, we don't have to go to my house after all. (laughs) (laughs) And then they mentioned in the conversation, they mentioned this other girl that's a a photographer's model that he used to know. Yeah, and she says, she's got the best body I've ever seen. And he's like, oh, really? Really? 
because apparently, you know, he he wants his fiance to have the best body ever. Well, if you're go- if you're gonna transplant a head, you might as well take the best yeah. one out there. So he dubs them and goes to visit this girl. That's right. And in the meantime, the doctor that's back at the the mansion with Jan and Pan. Yeah, I like that. You like that? Yes. Is uh, he goes down to feed the monster, and Jan has convinced the monster to kill. The doctor. Yeah, he opens so. a little window in the door, and the monster reaches out and grabs the guy's good arm, and pulls it, it to off. the door, and rips it off. And this is a little gory for this time. I mean, mm-hmm. he rips it off inside the door, but he comes out, he's got a bloody stump, and it's bleeding all over the place, and he falls against the wall and, there and is actually drags blood. blood yeah. yeah. So that was surprising, you yeah. know, for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you don't see a bloody stump. You just see, you know, like blood where his out of arm the, was. Yeah. yeah. Coming out of the armhole of the shirt or whatever. But he kind of stumbles around and dies. Yeah. And Jan laughs hysterically. Yeah. He, and then he gets the model to come back to his place. He drugs her, slips her Mickey, and takes her down to the lab. lab. And the monster's out and grabs him, throws him around, kills him. Another little bit of gore. The monster, like, bites the side of the doctor's face or neck. Yeah. And pulls a chunk out. Yeah, that's And then pulls gross. it out of his mouth and drops yeah, it drops on the floor. It. That's pretty wild yeah, for this was, time. Yeah, that was something. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, I mean, that's like something from the 70s more, you mm-hmm. know. And then, of course, something gets knocked over, the thing goes into flames, the monster carries the girl out at the end. Yep, yep. Dead doctor. Yeah. The the girl lives, and Jan in the pan stays in the pan, and I guess burns up in the fire. And as they're leaving, the monster's leaving, she says, I told you you should have let me die. Yeah. And, of course, now, I guess she dies in the fire. A little creepy thing is, at the beginning, before the movie starts, it's a black screen, and it's her pleading please let me die or let me die mm-hmm. let me die and then the title comes up right so it kind of sets the mood now the title at the beginning says the brain then that wouldn't die at the end when it goes and says the end it says the head that wouldn't die right which was the original title it didn't get released in britain under that title it was rejected by the film board for as the head that wouldn't die until like 2006, the DVD finally got released Huh? as The Brain That Wouldn't Die. The working title when they started filming was just called The Black Door. Where is a black door in this movie? I don't anywhere? know. Maybe that the door the monster was behind I was, was supposed say, to be. It, is it symbolic or something? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But now a it's couple, couple of interesting things. Film, but that's okay. Yeah, about it. The international cut, as opposed to the American release... Uh, the stripper fight, like I said, was supposed to be longer, but I couldn't tell a difference. No. Now, I, I now, then again, I, I have not seen the TV cut, the regular cut. It could be two seconds worth of stripper fight. I don't know. <laughs> but the scene with the model, they filmed it twice. Right. Because the the DVD, the Synapse Films DVD cut, she's in like a leopard-like bikini type outfit mm-hmm. and posing and posing and posing. And... Then at the end, she tells the guys go. She puts the robe on. In the international cut, which is actually on Amazon Prime, if you you can watch it for free if you have Amazon Prime, she's topless mm-hmm. or she's nude, and she's sitting on a stool with like a drape around her midsection. You see like the top of her butt crack, mm-hmm. and like a three quarter. You see a lot of side boob and almost towards the camera. I think at one you point. can see. You can yeah, see she does turn like frontal, a, you can see yeah. her, her full frontal. Well, not full frontal, but you see her. Her chest. Mm-hmm. So you get a topless shot, which is in a B sci-fi picture, a horror picture, unheard of yeah. at the time. But that uh, wasn't released but, here. No, that was the European cut. Right. Or the international cut. 
Uh, now, what that reminds me of, though, the way this is shot and the pacing of it, and I see, I'll have to look up the director, but, you know, a lot of those Something Weird movies that I like mm-hmm. from the Something Weird video, it seems like it fits in with those, except for the horror element of it. That element of it plays more like a standard AIP horror movie, that, you know, from that era. Right. So that's kind of what sets it above those, but it everything else about it fits right in with these Something Weird titles, with these assertive Ford, mm-hmm. sexually promiscuous women right? in this era, mm-hmm. the low budget, the way it's shot, mm-hmm. the, you know, no names in it except maybe John Ivers, mm-hmm. you know, and the nudity, right? which it could have had more nudity. If, if it was in the Something Weird catalog, though, it probably would have had a little more nudity in it, like in the stripper scenes. Mm-hmm. They may have gone topless in that. Yeah. You know, and this cat fight would have ended topless. Yeah. But it would not be out of place amongst a bunch of those movies. But without those scenes, without a topless scene, like I said, if it's right in with the AIP stuff, like I Married a Monster, the Teenage Frankenstein, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not as good, maybe, as some of those, but it can it can go along with those, you know. Yeah. A couple of interesting things that one of the um photographers in that scene in the model scene, yeah, was Sammy Petrillo. And who's that? He was a poor man's Jerry Lewis. Okay. He was pretty much a Jerry Lewis imitator, not impersonator, but imitator. Uh-huh. And it was in a lot of low-budget movies doing Jerry shtick. Oh, okay. If they couldn't get him, they'd get this guy. And for some reason, he was a photographer. In yeah, this. He, he wasn't doing the shtick. He was just doing that. Right. The movie was shot in 13 days. Wow. Yeah, and just about all of the sets were set up in the basement of a hotel in New York. And and the, like I said the, earlier, you know, the lighting kind of, sometimes it's, it's good mm-hmm. and sometimes it's kind of dark. Yeah. And I, I get in the, the bar, it's supposed to be darker. Right. Yeah, it looks sense. almost film noirish. Yeah. In yeah, those scenes, it does a little you know? bit. And originally, the last reel, the plan was for it to be in color, like Teenage Frankenstein was yeah. and How to Make a Monster, you know, with the doctor's head was supposed to be severed. Oh wow! It happened. You know, hey, it happens to him. Yeah. And rats were supposed to be like getting ready to come to eat his to menace his head. Yeah. Uh, but they dropped that, I guess, because it was too much. A lot of people, a lot of reviews of this movie, uh, gets not trashed but put down because of the excessive gore for the time, which now it's nothing. Yeah, you know? it isn't anything at all. But looking at you it, you know, it's funny though because we talked about it that there's no blood at all until. Yeah, what, there really scenes. isn't. Yeah, except for those two scenes. Yeah, and and that they're effectively shocking. Yeah, I mean, I know it's we we look back on it now, and like you said, it's nothing. No, but you're right. You know, for the time, well, I you have you have to view you have these to movies think these from the time. I yeah, get it. you have to view these movies in the frame in the mindset of of the time they of released. what was yeah what was it like at that time in yeah. film. Yeah, no, I get it. It's just it is funny that we we just commented on how there's nothing there, and then. We do have that one scene with all the, the blood and then the... Yeah, and when he bites the, the, the chunk bite, out of the guy, that, that's that pretty, pretty gruesome. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. That's surprising. I forgot about that. Yeah. You know, that surprised me. When the, Oh, when this was released originally, it was released on a, as a double bill with Invasion of the Star Creatures. Mm. And then another time with the Corman film, Tales of Terror. Mm. Which I'd like to see a double bill like that. Of, that would have yeah. been kind of cool. The lead, Jan, Virginia Leith... Lithe, Leith, I think mm-hmm. is how you pronounce her name. Has she done anything else? Not much that I know of. I'll have to double check. Her name doesn't r- ring a bell. But apparently that she hated the film so much 
like after making it, mm-hmm. that she wouldn't come back for looping. So there's a scene or two. I know that I know one where her voice is dubbed by the girl that was the nurse, the nurse at the beginning. Okay. And you can tell because it's a scene where it's they're driving, not her voice. Yeah, where they're driving in the car right after the nurse gives them the message, mm-hmm. and you see her mainly from the back. And you just heard the nurse's voice, so you hear it again coming out of this girl. Oh, she tries okay. to she tries to change it a little bit, but Lady Plan Jan has a much deeper voice yeah. in general. Right. I I know it's that scene. I didn't pay attention to the rest of it because when she talks again, she's kind of raspy yeah. because she has no vocal cords. You know. <laughs> I really do wonder why she hated it so much. I mean, I can see maybe not enjoying the shoot so much because you're mostly ahead the entire time just yeah. sitting. I don't know, maybe table. she after she made it it was like, "Uh, okay, this is, I didn't think it was going to be this bad or something." Yeah, I don't maybe. know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, but you know, a lot of people it is lauded as one of the worst movies out there. People trash it, but people love it at the same time. I was going to say this is by far not one of the worst movies oh, I've I know, ever watched. I know. A lot of people trash it but i mean if but you, the if same you people that up, trash it though love it right well i mean if you give up on the science part if people are talking oh, well, about it because to. of the science then i understand it but yeah. well you, you know, just give up on that yeah. this is not the worst acted film i've ever seen it's not no, the worst but some filmed. of the acting is really stiff some of it the is. girl playing the model is stiff as hell well yeah she is but um, we have seen so much worse and oh, yeah and enjoyed it more so i don't understand why this gets trashed so badly but for it being trashed like that and like i said on the same hand so many people love it Mm -hmm. it's been shown to death yeah it has people like i said all is it public domain at this point no it's not public 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 domain domain. okay Uh, i don't know there may be a public domain copy but synapse films has it i don't know there's a i don't know who released the blu-ray yeah i mean i didn't know if it had gone into public domain since then or something oh no it would have been before this okay but everybody showed it. Dr. Madblood showed it a few years ago. And yeah. the Madblood sequences in mm-hmm. between, Deborah played Jan in the pan. Oh. <laughs> I have to dig that out. Yeah, you, that. you do. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's great. She had fun with that. Mr. Lobo released it on one of his DVDs. Mm-hmm. A while I imagine back. that Madblood would MST3K, been... the first episode where Mike took over for Joel, uh-huh. they did Brain That Wouldn't Die. Okay. It was their first episode. Well, Mablove would have been perfect to show this one. I'm surprised I haven't seen it. Because, you know, the brain that wouldn't die, and they've got brain, obviously. Yeah. So, did they do anything fun with that? Oh, yeah. I think he was, like, hitting on her and stuff. (laughs) That would be perfect. (laughs) Now, because so many people like this movie, and the beloved and trash or whatever, but it's been made into a musical, Really? In recent years. Oh, no. Like in 2000 and like 2011 or something. And as recently as 2015, somewhere in South Carolina. That's amazing. Somebody at one of our little theaters needs to make this happen. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever been put out on anything or it's just local productions. But yeah, it's been made into a musical. And I don't don't know if it's the same musical each time or if it's new music for each one. I have to look that up. That's awesome. But yeah, that would be really awesome I to see. I want to see this. Is it available <laughs> on YouTube? Did somebody watch, like record it and put it on YouTube? I, you know, I haven't even looked. I should have looked at that ahead of time. I am going to look that up. But after we get done here, of course, we'll both look it up and find <laughs> out. And we'll definitely put link. If we find it, we'll put links on the Facebook page. That would be amazing. Uh, yeah, don't forget, check the Facebook page, and I'll have a bunch of pictures up. 
and the trailer and hell, I don't know, the movie might even be on YouTube, a version of it anyway. Mm-hmm. The DVD that we've got, the Synapse Films, does have some extras on it. It has trailer and it has behind the scenes photos. And one of the photos, the first photo it shows is standing behind holding the arms of the topless girl. We're like, whoa, that wasn't in Where the movie. Was that? <laughs> yeah. But if you go to the Amazon Prime and watch the uncut version on that, mm-hmm. it has the scene, the topless model scene. Yeah, but Monster wasn't holding her. No, but the but the that monster is a shot for the Yeah, that was just for that scene. Yeah. But the sound quality on that version is different than the DVD. Mm-hmm. It's a more hollower sounding. It's not as good. It's louder, but it's just not as clear, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Something I realized, too, while we were watching this is Frankenhooker. You remember that movie? Yeah. It's a loose remake of this. Really? Well, the guy's girlfriend dies. Oh, okay. And he builds her a body, so he has her head and builds her a body to keep her alive. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. I can see you know? that, yeah. And his serum that reanimates only works on females. <laughs> like this guy's serum only works what? Well, it works for anybody. Yeah, but, but it only works for reanimate for 48 hours, or, you know, keeps them alive for 48 hours until they reanimate, something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Jan was on a timetable. She had 54 hours or something, something like, like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's a, you know, there's a bit more going on in this than I remember going in. Mm-hmm. And... And like I said earlier, at times the lighting and all makes it almost film noirish. Then other times it's just straight, you know, you're in a bright lit room. Yeah. Very minimalist sets. Yeah, the lab was very, very sparse. Yeah. And, you know, the first time I watched it, well, first time recently that I watched it, I didn't really pay attention to the, the lab table and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but today when you said something, I was like, oh, yeah, that's just a piece of plywood. Yeah. <laughs> well, four funny. bar stools. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You'd think they would have done something to hide that a little yeah. better. Yeah, even the the hospital scene is like, yeah, that's not a hospital. That's not an operating <laughs> room. That's a that's a, a just a little step above an Ed Wood airplane set. Yeah. <laughs> the stripper bar, the restaurant set was the only one like that. Eh, it might could have been a restaurant because they had those nice round booths. Yeah, you know, yeah and, and the bar and yeah. yeah, maybe that was the the hotel bar. Yeah, they were been. in. Yeah, uh, I'd recommend watching this definitely. It's it's fun, especially if you like this era stuff. You know. Yeah. It's in that post-atomic era. Right. It's still the atomic era monster movie where it's science, not supernatural, is creating the monster. It's, it's definitely science fiction. Yeah. It's not as much fun as like Teenage Frankenstein or Teenage Werewolf. Yeah, yeah. But it's still worth a watch. And no, especially I mean, I had a great time watching get a it. bunch of people together, get some pizza, and get something to drink, and to watch it and, and rip on it. Like do your own MST3K. <laughs> There's so many places to call back to the <laughs> to oh, the movie. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you didn't sit here and call back to the movie. I guess because you were well, avidly looking up things and yeah, I was I was doing a little research and, and I've been sick too. You know, <laughs> so I'm a little slow <laughs> right now. I did throw in a couple lines though. It's easy with all the, the sexual innuendo and the risque stuff that's that's said. It's like holy crap. That's why I don't. I'd like to see the shorter version, like the the TV version that they showed a lot, just to see what was different. Just to see, yeah. I mean, it's only a few minutes, so it can't be, but so yeah. different, yeah. But anyway, I think that's about it on this one. I can't think of anything else to say. Nope, me either. Yeah, I just I would recommend watching it. Like everything we talk about, I don't think there's one that we've talked about it that I would say, oh, don't do you do so a favor, don't watch it. But it's easy to get. Amazon, you can get the DVD or the Blu-ray 
Or you can just watch it if you have Amazon Prime. Yep. We'll find out if it's on YouTube. And like I said, we're going to post a bunch of pictures and posters, promotional stuff. Yep. On the Phantasm After Dark And the Facebook trailer page. and all that. Yeah. So drop us a line on there if you uh, like like it or you don't like it or you got any suggestions of something we should watch and talk about, let us know. Indeed. So I think that's about all I got for tonight. Yep. And uh, Halloween's right around the corner, so I don't know if we'll get another one out before Halloween. So if yeah. not, uh, happy Halloween. Yeah, if we if we don't get another one out, happy Halloween, everybody. And uh, maybe I'll repost the Halloween episode from a couple of years ago where I just talk about Halloween in general, too. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. That'd be cool. Cool. So, right anyway, on. that's it for tonight. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.